morning is from Matthew 11, verses 16 to 19 and 25 to 30. It's on page 986 of your Pew Bibles. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. For the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. At the time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. How lovely to be here with you. Thank you. How's your ploughing coming along, everybody? Are you getting on well with it, you know, with that yoke that you're wearing? Is that an image that you understand? You might say, well, this is quite irrelevant. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Our society uses tractors these days. And anyway, we're in Downend and we don't really farm here. The first bit of verse 28 I like. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's enough. I understand that bit. I have this many burdens, this many things to do. I've got to reply to all those emails before the end of the day. These documents need proofing. I've got to buy this for school and I've got to cut the hedge and clear the back room and tidy my personal papers and I should find time to go for a run. Um, I've got plenty of burdens. I'll come to God and he can give me some rest. But Jesus gave those listening to him a visual aid of ploughing. And I don't think that works for us this morning, particularly which was why we had the arm wrestle this morning. In ploughing, to get to train a younger oxen to plough, apparently you put a young one next to an experienced older ox. And the experienced older ox takes the full weight via the yoke and does the majority of the work. And the younger oxen just toddles along beside, getting the, the idea that you walk in a straight line, but doesn't do all the work. 
And for me, that visual seemed much better in an arm wrestle, where little Matthew was facing Thomas. It was clear he wasn't going to win. But when we come to Jesus with our burdens, the dad comes alongside us. And the arm wrestle is no longer one where we're going to definitely not win. We have the confidence to do what God wants us to do when we face the world with Jesus alongside us in that arm wrestle. Now, Jesus could see that people in this passage were missing the point. The Jews were so busy deciding, well, John had a demon because he didn't eat anything and lived out in the desert, and Jesus ate with everybody and drank with everybody, so that meant he was a glutton, and they were missing the point about following Jesus. So Jesus brings in some shock tactics, and he says, I praise you, Father, that you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. And I found this one. Sorry, Thomas, if you're still here. (laughs) From quite a few years ago of some little children just out at the front. Um, The message of the gospel is not necessarily open to only the people that have got a degree or who are wise. Well, hallelujah. And, and you know, in, in Jesus' day, um, the women and the children, they were considered less important by a long way. And yet Jesus is here valuing those who appear in that society to be less important and saying, actually, true wisdom doesn't rely on your academic skills The gospel is here for everybody if you can just see it. When you watch children, they're often fearless, trusting, open. They don't spend hours judging or debating, most of them. They don't have the same limits to God's power that perhaps we adults sometimes have. And some children will hold your hand when you go for a walk, willingly, like this little one here. This is my little Madeline, who's now taller than me, and Abraham. Madeline was very good at holding hands or holding the side of the buggy when we went for a walk. She wanted to go the way that I was going and would would go quite willingly. Other children, like Solomon here with the orange T-shirt, often have their own agenda. I once lost Solomon at Tesco's in Staple Hill. I was near the checkouts, he was three, and I knew he, well, he was clearly not with me. So I called out in a loud voice, can anyone see a three-year-old? He's in a high-vis jacket. (laughs) And um, somebody over near the fruit and veg was pointing, he's down there. So I was able to find him again. Now, I feel that that is perhaps the better image for this morning of how we can choose to hold God's hand into the troubles that we face, into the struggles, into the battles, into the arm wrestles that are going on in our lives. 
Logic, of course, says that the arm wrestle is impossible to win, so why bother? God says, with me, you can. Sometimes it's only when we are with God that we experience that victory. And if we go alone, we may well crash and burn. Logic says, when I go to the supermarket, I'm only going to buy the things I need. Sometimes God might tell you to put something extra in your trolley to bless somebody or to invite them around for dinner. Now, uh, there was a story. When I was in Sunday school, um, my youth leader, who was leading the Bible study, she was going through some very hard times. Her husband had lost his job and they were struggling for money. And her children only ate Marmite sandwiches. And for packed lunches, she was getting near the bottom of the jar. And she knew that she was running out and she didn't have the money for her next jar of Marmite. And the following Sunday, I mean, she didn't say that in Sunday school, but the following Sunday, she came and she said, do you know what? Somebody left a jar of Marmite on my doorstep this week. It was the day after I ran out and I needed it for my children's lunches. So sometimes God will speak to you when you're doing your shopping. And you never know the blessings that are going to come as a result of your shopping. Logic would say, keep all your savings. And maybe God might be saying, actually, no, give a bit to the building fund. And I think a lot of people clearly have given a lot to the building fund. Sometimes God will give us back things as a result of that obedience. It might be a tax refund or an inheritance you weren't expecting or a pay rise or a new job. You never know. Logic says, I can't afford to take that day off. I've got too much to do. And yet God says, have a Sabbath, have a Sabbath day of rest. Take time with me. And so often I find God will re-give me that time that I needed to do the job that I needed to do. And sometimes perhaps we feel that we're just too busy to stop and read God's word. Nope, I've got this many things to do, Lord, today. And yet he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, finding rest for my soul led me to uh, a hymn, a famous hymn. I think it's quite famous. Um, the one, It Is Well With My Soul. And how to find rest for your soul. The writer of that hymn was Horatio Spaffold. He wrote it in uh, probably 1870-something. He was a lawyer, very successful in America. He had invested in lots of property. He lost most of that property in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. He faced financial ruin. A little while later, he planned a trip to Europe with his wife and his four daughters. 
and at the last minute he didn't get on the boat with his wife and four daughters. He sent them on ahead and said, well, I'll get the next boat. The ship with his wife and four daughters had a collision mid-Atlantic and sank. His wife was the only one to survive out of his family. His four daughters perished. When he got that message, I can't imagine what he must have thought that his wife sent the message she'd arrived alone, not with the daughters. I think he got the next ship across the Atlantic and on that crossing, on that voyage, it is said that he wrote that hymn. And the first verse is this, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Now out of the depths of his sorrow, yet he found peace in his soul. And it had to be because he wasn't strong enough to deal with that on his own. He was dealing with those very tough times with God alongside him. God taking the weight of that yoke. God fighting that arm wrestle for him. So what can we take away from today? Are we relying on our own strength? Are we um, facing challenges that are just so overwhelming? Perhaps we know there's no hope of us winning in our own strength. Maybe you want to call out to God to help you face the things that you're facing. The answer really has to be that we learn to be wise as we come to Christ like children in trust. These are the children from Chernobyl that visited two years ago. And I just think how amazing that they, the parents trust to send their children halfway around the world to be looked after by strangers for four weeks. And there'll be another group that'll be arriving, I guess, very soon. And they'll be here next Sunday. So we learn to be wise as we come to Christ as a child. Like little Matthew with his arm wrestle. He ain't got a hope of winning it. But with his dad alongside him, well done, Tim. That was the right result, by the way. <laughs> then we, we are able to face those things that we're facing. Amen.